You are listening to Creating Phenomenal for Your Life, episode number 32, Doubt. This is Creating Phenomenal for Your Life. I'm your host, Dina George, MD, a lover of learning, a life and weight loss coach, and a family medicine doctor. This podcast is about mindset. What contributes to a life that thrives versus one that is stuck? We'll talk about many things, some related to coaching, some related to health, and some related to your questions, thoughts, and prompts. The ultimate goal of this podcast is to celebrate where we're at and give form to where we're going in our perfectly imperfect journey to a phenomenal life and give high fives along the way. Thanks for being here. All right, team, you ready? You ready to kick doubt to the curb? (laughs) That's our topic today. But first, here's some thoughts. Number one, it's flu season. Be kind to your body. The flu is looking pretty rough this year, like no joke. Especially people who haven't been sick in a while, that's who's getting it. So be kind to yourself. Stay home. Take a symptomatic reliever. See your doctor. Next, it's February, and I am particularly glad the daylight is getting longer. We're getting closer to spring. Have you noticed the dark days, the cold days, they really take a toll on our mental well-being. Another reason to be kind to yourself. And as a doctor, I hear a lot of people that are saying, I just don't feel good. I'm not motivated. There's something wrong with me. There is. It's called January. (laughs) It's an epidemic. The holidays are behind us. Spring seems so far away. It's dark. It's cold. It's January. So I'm glad it's February. This month is full of some fun things too, like the Chinese New Year, which is only a couple days away. It's going to be the year of the pig. Valentine's Day. And this month, I'm really celebrating new clients. Like no joke, the opportunity to create something new for folks, with folks. I know it takes a lot of courage to sign up for a discovery call. Like it feels like it's so big and so heavy and such a big deal. It's not. It's a conversation. And it's one to talk about your dreams. Like that little tiny voice to give it some life and to see what the hangups are. So I'm totally ready. Are you ready? If so, let's talk. Email me, dina at georgemdcoaching.com. Now on with the show. So doubt. Here's my definition. A wet, heavy blanket that naturally gravitates to us and clings to us. (laughs) Yep, I made that up. The online dictionary says something else, though. It says, be uncertain, or question, hesitate, and distrust. So what's the opposite of that? Confidence, certainty, acceptance, trust. Wow, there's a chasm, though. Do you see it between doubt and its antonym? As you know, this podcast, it's about mindset, which means learning how you think, learning how you think learning those tricks that your mind uses to either block or defend or protect or even assuage a situation, those ingrained patterns that come up and that we accept them because they seem so real. It's true. It's important. It's almost like a a fixed way. It has to be this way. We can't let it go except that our minds lie to us. I can't believe it either, but they do. Our minds lie to us. And there's a psychological term for it called cognitive distortion. It's the patterns of thinking reinforced with time that are false or inaccurate, and they can cause harm. 
Reading more about this, cognitive distortion is the basis for cognitive behavioral therapy. It's a common therapy technique with psychologists and psychiatrists to really look at those thought patterns, those deeply held beliefs, and seeing that as the source of a mental health problem like depression, anxiety, obsessive compulsive disorder. And through changing those beliefs, one can change the course of their life. So that's cognitive behavioral therapy. That's looking at cognitive distortion. So let's get back to doubt. Here's what we do as adults, especially high achieving adults. We rely on the past. We want that evidence to tell us that we can, that something is going to happen. We've got evidence. We've done it before. We can do it again. Do you notice that for you as an adult, like that you want proof? And what I've noticed is that as we get older, we want more proof. We don't want to take risks. We want to be realistic, quote unquote, realistic. It's hard to find evidence in the past for something we've never tried before. So when I look for evidence that I can build a coaching practice, there's nothing there. When I look back to see, am I going to be successful as an entrepreneur? Nothing in my past. How about my marketing? Marketing as a coach. Nope, I'm not going to find anything about that either. So how about you? That dream that you carry, the unrealistic one, the one that you could probably never have, the one that may take too much time to accomplish. Do you see what I did there? Do you see how I added the doubt? It's kind of sneaky, right? It comes up in conversation exactly like that when we're talking with somebody That's probably not realistic. And they say, you're right. It's subtle. It's kind of suggestive. It's a hint. Maybe this isn't the right time or place or endeavor. It's going to take too much time, too much time away from my kids, too much energy. We'll have to sacrifice too much. We'll have to sacrifice our retirement, our college fund, our free time, or some other form of security. That's doubt. It comes from a place that is so well-intentioned, but it's a cognitive distortion. Because get this, what if? What if your whole life savings were not in jeopardy? What if you could still have free time? What if you were doing all of this as an investment in yourself and your family could rally around you? And what if it could be fun? Or at least you can learn to embrace the suck. I love this term. My husband and I used it a lot in the military. Embrace the suck. My son recently came home from a game and he came home really late. So the next morning when it was time to get up from school, he was not having it. No, I could just go in later. Nope. What do you do? Why are you doing this? So you can learn to embrace the suck. He wasn't amused. (laughs) Back to our story. When our systems are triggered with fear, that just outright paralyzes us, right? It stops us in our track. It induces that fight or flight response. But doubt, it's so subtle. It just kind of speaks to our challenges in a way that encourages the challenge. And it provides some amazing arguments. And it seems like, oh, that's just, that's the voice of reason. That's the voice of looking out for my best interest. It doesn't pose a huge threat. Only a subtle one, but one that really is big enough to take it seriously. So doubt is that calm voice in the back of our mind that we may mistake as reason or intuition. 
And here's the opportunity to retrain your thinking. It's not your intuition. That's the mind trying to keep you safe. Because staying safe, not changing, not risking danger is so much easier. So what happens when we don't listen to doubt? There's three options. And you can apply these options to any single decision you make in your life. It'll get better, it'll stay the same, or it'll get worse. That wasn't very profound, was it? Better, same, or worse. (laughs) So here's what I think happens. I think that doubt increases in intensity and it grabs more of our attention. And that discomfort or the restlessness, it grows and it starts to border along fear. And at some point it shuts us down. So the wet, heavy blanket of our psyche, it's playing to win, but it's doing it at a very low level. It's starting with just a hint that things aren't quite right and we need to slow down or stop or rethink or do something different. So what language does your mind use? Is it something like, oh, there's too much to think about. I can't do it right now. Too many decisions to make. I don't have time. It's not important. It's not realistic. It's too much of a sacrifice. I can't slow down. I'm already behind. This is supposed to be easy. I must be doing it wrong. Between clients and my mind, I can compile a long list. But what's really most important is what is it for you? What are the thoughts? And then what does that bring up along with it? The evidence that it really is too much. It's too much of a sacrifice. Knowing those four to five variations, knowing the other thoughts that it generates, then you can label it. That's doubt. Because recognition is really the key. The next step is anticipation, that it's going to be part of your journey no matter what you're doing, how you're doing it, it's going to be part of your journey. Because you've never traveled down this path before, right? You've never been at this age, this stage in your life, taking on whatever it is that you're working to accomplish. And here's some examples. So let's say you're taking care of an aging parent. Have you ever done that before? Like manage their medications, their routines, their appointments, the medical equipment that they need, speaking from them from a financial aspect or a legal aspect. Can you see how doubt creeps in? How about as a leader at your organization, specifically an organization that's taking on change? So why is your organization changing? Is it moving away from something that didn't work or some type of catastrophe? Is it moving towards something new? like an idea or a service or a product? Is your team on board with these changes? Are they supportive or neutral or dragging their feet and creating conflict? Have you ever done any of this before? And can you see how doubt would creep in? Leaders have all the responsibility, right? And perhaps the power to change structures, but really no ability to change people. Only influence, but not change. One more example. How about making some changes in your own life, like losing 40 pounds? Is that realistic? Isn't that funny how that comes up? Is that realistic? Others would probably say no, but it only matters what it sounds like to you. Does it sound easy or overwhelming? Have you ever done this before? At this time in your life, at this age, to know how to do it, how to lose 40 pounds? Here's what weight loss is. It's one pound at a time, 
but it's not linear. So it's losing a pound, gaining three, fluctuating two, plateauing, and then losing four. Do you see that pattern? Up, down, same, up, down, same. (laughs) Because it really takes time to reset the hormones. That's the key driver for weight loss or a series of hormones. And it takes consistency for the body in meals, in movement, and in sleep. And so even with that, it still goes up, down, and plateaus. And it repeats the cycle. So can you see where doubt would creep in? Would it be after only losing one pound, even though you've been really focused and paying attention to your plan? Or would it come in with a three pound weight gain, even though you've done everything on task? Doubt. Our success in managing doubt is really based on identifying that language of our thoughts. And then the patterns or habits that go along with it. And sometimes it's acknowledging those first. The patterns of avoidance or distraction, trying to stay busy, or doing a little bit of a lot of things, but nothing substantial of one thing. So what can you do? Try these tips. Breathe. Breathe a sigh of relief. Number one, it's February, and we're one month closer to more daylight. You can start a daily writing practice. You, your pen, some paper, and 15 minutes to be alone with your thoughts, to see what's coming up. Where's your mind stuck or past focused? Where is it indulging in overwhelm? Where is it fixated on something that recently happened that you're not letting go? Do you ever do this? Like your spouse will come out and say good morning and you'll say, why'd you say it like that? Or good morning. How come the laundry's not done? Good morning. Why did you book my schedule like that? That's kind of waiting in the day to see what's going on in the mind. But you don't have to do that. You don't have to live by default and keep those thoughts bottled up. You can bring them out with a pen, a piece of paper, and you can see what's going on so that you seriously know how to anticipate the day based on where your mind is at. And you can even work through it. You don't have to leave it at that place. You can work through it and work on your belief systems and redirect all of that energy. 15 minutes could really change your day, your week, your month. Another thing, you can write out your goals and put details in it. A goal of providing a loving home for a parent, realigning the structure of an organization to focus on innovation, losing 40 pounds in six months, and then you can plan out every single day. Where's your time going to go? What are some small steps, maybe even just one small step you can take today that's going to reach you to that goal? There's no guarantees. You're just looking for a step. And after you take that step, you can decide, is that going in the direction of your goal or away from your goal? But take the step. Plan it first. Maybe with your parent, it's planning out the medications for the week and the appointments. And then it's planning every single day something joyful, something that creates connection something that builds on love. At your organization as a leader, it might be connecting with a key player or an influencer or a board member or your CEO. Or maybe your one small step is creating a time and forum to listen to objections. One small step. And if it's weight loss, it's planning your food for the day, every single day. And then with each of these things that you're planning, it's not just planning it, it's doing it every day. No motivation required. The motivation is not going to be there when it comes time to do it. So don't rely on that. 
treat it like a non-refundable airline ticket. It's on paper. You planned it. You're going to do it. Done. And that's what builds momentum. Knowing what's in your mind, on your mind, and not waiting to live it in a reactive default way. It's remembering your goal or your why, planning it out each day and taking that small step. And the journey might be a hundred steps. It might be a thousand steps. It's not linear. It's just like weight loss. It's up, it's down, it's plateauing. It's learning a whole lot and it's winning. And breathing through those times of the wet, heavy blanket feeling. That's the currency to your dreams. Breathing through it. And over time, recognizing that doubt is like taking off the blanket. Realizing that you have the freedom to do that. And here's what else you can do. You can travel with someone. A trusted friend. A mentor. A coach. If there is anyone who's a specialist in managing doubt, fear, and uncertainty, it's a life coach. Like no joke, the whole process of becoming a coach, it's like taking a snow globe and shaking it furiously. And all of the particles are moving around so fast. And life coaches, they have to figure out how to set down the snow globe and how to allow those particles to go down. They have to do that in their own lives to be able to help somebody else do the same thing. So consider hiring a coach to accelerate your progress, to help you put the snow globe down, and then, with your life, move forward. You can stop looking at your past for evidence that this is going to work, and instead look to your future. And we did a podcast about that, right? Finding the wisdom in the future, seeing the person who made it happen, seeing who they became, the confidence they developed, the battle wounds that they accumulated, which faded with time because they were learning or winning. And you can develop that mantra too. You're learning or winning. There's no failures. You can't fail on something you've never done before. In addition, you can have a series of short go-tos, like something that's a few minutes to maybe even 20 minutes that you infuse daily. Whether it's a song, a video, an inspirational talk, a podcast, something. Something to keep in the forefront of your mind to re-inspire you, to motivate you. One of my favorites is a podcast from the Entrepreneurial Thought Leader series at Stanford. It's back in 2007, and it is with Carly Fiorina. And she provided an amazing talk. And she talked about the process of going through a lot of information to figure out what's truly important. She talked about her non-linear path to becoming a CEO and what she learned in each of her jobs and how it propelled her forward. And she talked about character, courage, and capability, and the importance of those things. Really spoken as a true leader. I go back to that podcast frequently. I just become inspired each time. But there are tons of them. Tons of podcasts, tons of videos available. Find something that speaks to you. Bathe your mind in that regularly as a reminder that you can do it too. And then stick to your plan every single day. Develop that confidence in yourself. Develop that trust within yourself that will spill over to your confidence and trust in others and others in you. Remember, there's no failures. You may fall, but you metaphorically decide how you're going to land. So if we're talking about it from a physical perspective, this is our metaphor, you can make it a concussion (laughs) that requires weeks or months to even be able to stand up. You can make it a bruise that hurts every time you move and you move slowly. 
or you can make it so that you're unscathed and you get up, you just look at which direction you want to go and then you start again. You decide. You decide how significant the fall is going to be for you. And then you decide to pick yourself back up and keep going. Consider redirecting the energy. So redirecting the question. I worked with a pharmacy student recently who had a ton of questions. And what I found to be most effective in responding is, I don't know, why is that? After a few times when I used that, he said, oh, you mean look it up? Yep. Redirecting the question right back to him. Because he was amazingly resourceful. He had notes from his classes. He had access to some other resources. So he could look up those questions. And by looking them up on his own, he can come up with deeper questions where he couldn't find the answer. And that was the fuel for our discussions. So the exercise in redirecting that energy was to show him what he can learn, do, find out on his own, and then how to integrate that information when it comes to patient care. You can do the same thing with doubt. When the mind comes up with, what makes you think you can do that? The response, I'm not even going to consider I can't. You should have figured this out by now. Nope. The scale should be five pounds less today. The scale's just a number. This is today's number. Can you see that redirection of power? Can you see how those thoughts want to steal the power from us? And having a clear, concise response that we created allows us to stop it and move on. So finally... Choose to celebrate the little victories. Followed an eating plan today. Met with a colleague today to discuss support and pitfalls for the changes. Spent time playing cards or looking through a photo album or maybe at the park with my parent. Choose what to celebrate. And set milestones for your accomplishments. Every 10 pounds. Every relationship strengthened or each piece of the restructure in place. The number of weeks or months that you've been caring for your parent, knowing that nobody else can do it at that level. Just choose some milestones and celebrate being there. So recognize the doubt and use regular practices to identify it or anticipate it. And then starve it. Don't give it any of your energy. Choose your traveling companions for this journey. Bathe yourself in your why. The little steps that you can take every day and the regular inspiration and motivation to keep you going. Celebrate the little victories and the bigger milestones along the path. And that is how you'll find more joy in the journey. Perhaps even as much joy in the journey as in reaching your destination. Which is the difference between a good life and a phenomenal one. High five, all my best, I'll see you next time.